Welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back and wherever you are around this world of ours, we hope that you, your family, your friends, your close ones are safe and well. Mm. And again, we are sending our thoughts and love out to everyone, everywhere. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it's, it's certainly strange times. It feels um, so much like we are in the middle of a, a movie, a Hollywood blockbuster. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? It's, it's bizarre. It's, it feels very surreal, almost a bit dreamlike. I know. The good thing I guess you can think about with a movie is that, uh, particularly Hollywood ones, is that the good guy wins, gets the girl, we come out the other end. Even those Doomsdays ones sort of end up all right, I think, do they? Yeah, they oh, do. Good. No, definitely. Every movie does have a, a positive ending, and I think that's... I think that's great. It's a good picture for us to hold <laughs> yes. in our mind. That and and it does does end. It does end. Even that bad Tarantino film I saw. <laughs> that that went last for hours. one. Oh God, I was thinking, <laughs> when is this going to end? And it did. So it there did you go. End. Yeah. So this too will pass. <laughs> okay. So we thought that we'd actually look at this episode as a bit of a catch up. We have got so much goodness. That we need to go back and reflect on. Look, there were easily a half a dozen experiences um, over those few weeks uh, that we are always behind in our content mm. or ahead, I guess, in our in our recording of that content that we didn't get to share. So we're going to take you back uh, now, what was uh, well over a month ago, uh, to share. First of all, after we left Queenstown, we were heading towards Hobart. And we actually ended up coming down past Hobart there to a beautiful place called the Huon Valley. Oh, like as far as incredible countryside goes, I mean, we affectionately call Tasmania the Apple Isle and we couldn't have pulled up in a better place. The Huon Valley, famous for its fruit (laughs) farming, apple orchards everywhere, driving into the... Huon Valley Caravan Park on this little road with apple orchards on either side, just picture perfect, you know, exactly what you would think of as country Tasmania. So, I mean, for me, that was just awesome. Green grass, rolling hills, the occasional cow and the occasional beautifully flowing crystal clear water stream. I mean... It, Seriously, can you get any better than that? No, it, it really is a, a perfect picture. And we actually had endured, I think, maybe four hours of biblical rain right up That's to when right. we... <laughs> yes, it we, basically rained the entire drive from Derwent Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, and uh, so I was a bit done by the time we got to Huon. Yeah. Uh, I was ready to, you know, pull up stunts. And pull up stumps and basically pitch up everything and and get set up and dry and warm and it was great because we had a break in the weather and then literally from then on it 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 was great it was beautiful there was you know this incredible stream where we had a that well i guess it was one of the last spots available but 
was a, a premium site, wasn't it? Yeah, well, the caravan park that we stayed at there in Huon Valley was just incredible. Huge park, hundreds of sites, but felt very farm stay like you didn't feel crowded it was certainly not your traditional caravan park and because we did have one of the sites that backed right onto that that beautiful creek it was just gorgeous yeah look it's an interesting blend uh you know manicured lawns i think they can cater for 250 Mm, something something, maybe more i mean it's massive uh they have Every farm animal that you can kind of think of, you know, from, you know, baby cows and pigs and chickens and uh, they have a, a number of farm shows and then they have their cattle dogs and then they have Tassie devils mm-hmm. and they have platypus. So it's it's a unique uh, mix of, of, of wildlife and farm animals. Yeah, and, I mean, we didn't know at the time but that was their busiest weekend of the year. It was the March long weekend. Mm -hmm. And just up the road, just a few kilometres up the road, over the long weekend was a festival that's been running here in Tasmania for, gosh, I think like 25 years. Taste of the Huon Festival. So we totally fluked the timing. I mean, it did mean that the caravan park was extremely busy, but that also added to the ambience. Loads and loads of families, loads of fire pits, loads of people just out having a good time. And so we did. We ducked up the road and experienced the taste of the Huon. And she was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, and look, I mean, you know, Looking back, it was probably the last major event mm. that was uh, uh, scheduled and allowed to proceed. 25,000 people, I mean, helicopter rides, kids' activities, paid and free, mm-hmm. uh, over a 100 different supplies from the region. So as far as calling it a taste of the Huon, I think they nailed the name because that's exactly what it is. Mm. You're literally walking around and able to choose what products you wanted to try from ciders, beers, whiskies, gins, vodkas in the alcohol side, wines, and then the salmon, obviously very famous, Mm -hmm. endless amount of different fruit and produce, ice cream, uh, saffron. I mean, it it truly was a, a wonderful experience and a wonderful showcase of this, you know, fabulous region of Tasmania. Yeah, I really loved our time in the Huon Valley. Okay, so let's move on. We've then decided that we're going to head over to Bruny Island. Your number one. Yeah. It was high up on the bucket list. Yeah, and it didn't disappoint, particularly the weather. The weather turned, I would say, perfect as far as temperature, blue sky days, perfect sunrise, perfect sunsets. What do you think? I loved our few days on Bruny and... One thing that I really loved was the style of accommodation that we enjoyed while we were on Bruny Island. Um, since we'd been in Tassie, we'd mostly spent time as we were coming across the northwest and down the west coast in caravan parks. So it was awesome to get over to Bruny and have a good few days free camping, so to speak, in one of the reserves on Bruny Island. We stayed at the Neck Reserve and it was fantastic. I mean, right next to the beach, you're going to hear the waves pumping 
all night long. As far as a great location on the island, it was sort of smack bang in the middle of the North and South Bruni Islands, so accessible to get around and explore all the good things about Bruni Island. And it was just really nice to be somewhere unpowered, you know, living self-sufficiently for a few days and really experiencing uh, what Tasmania offers so well to campers and caravanners. Yeah, look, uh, as far as free camping, you're right, it was as close to, I think it was $10 a night uh, for two adults, just for being under five was free. So, uh, you know, it was $10 a night. I mean, you, for the security of, I guess, having a, a well-managed um, parks and wildlife reserve, mm-hmm. as you say, in probably out of all the different campsites and areas that you can hang out there, the, the best, the pick of the bunch, wasn't it? And we, we arrived at about 10.30 in the morning, which means that we uh, basically, could you say beat or were there when the sites were mostly empty. Mm. By the afternoon, it was packed. Yeah, that's right. And, and I guess we ended up in a really beautiful, flat, large site. It was awesome. It was so good. We've actually, we did a little time lapse of our setup on the video for that week, mm. um, which was great to really showcase just exactly what that environment was like. The highlight of staying on Bruni Island is definitely the local produce and the producers that make Bruni Island famous. And so we stopped in and tried and tasted as many as we could, including the House of Whiskey, Get Shucked Oysters. We stopped at the Bruni Chocolate Factory. We visited the Bruni Cheese and Beer Co., Bruni Island Honey. We even had a beautiful meal one night at Hotel Bruni and watched the sunset on what can only be described as spectacular. Look, it is rated as the best sunset uh, on the island and and arguably across Tassie because of the view literally from your table. was was really wonderful. And the food was great. We shared this fantastic seafood platter. Yeah, it was just awesome. And I have to say, there were moments, particularly when we were sitting and watching the sunset over the water on Bruni Island, the resemblance to our time at Maui in Hawaii. Yes, just absolutely beautiful and loved every minute of our time on Bruni Island. I agree. There's moments driving around there that were unexpected. Uh, For instance, the Bruni Baker. Tell us about yes, that. two random old school fridges on the side of the dirt road as we were crossing Bruni Island on our way to Cape Bruni Lighthouse and we stopped and they're famous. It's the Bruni Baker. He bakes every day, fills these fridges with incredible sourdoughs, Anzac biscuits. I bought a cinnamon sultana something amazing as well you just pop your money in the honesty box or deposit to his account after you've picked up your delicious fresh bread for the day and that was definitely a highlight and it's it's the essence and the quirkiness of Bruni Island and I think that it's still unpopulated and not over serviced Mm. you know there's obviously plenty of 
services there and access to everything you need. Uh, but then as you want to get further afield, you really are getting off the beaten track onto unsealed roads. The road, as you come around and look back across the, uh, the Don Tricastro channel and on the way up to the Bruni Lighthouse is absolutely beautiful. Oh, and I mean, that whole lighthouse experience at the very southern tip of Bruni Island was just breathtakingly stunning. Kate Bruni. And again, I, I don't think we could have chosen a more <laughs> perfect day. was amazing. Day. In fact, uh, I arrived to join a tour with the tour guide there, Chris. Now, I say join the tour. I was the only one on the tour. It was $15 a head, a 45-minute private tour up this lighthouse that was absolutely be beautiful. I don't, I don't know what other word to use here. To stand up the top there and have Chris explain the history of this lighthouse, uh, that it was built by 12 convicts who were, uh, I guess, rewarded or or enticed by an offer that if they could build it within 18 months, they would be granted freedom. And they, they built it wow. under that time and, and all became free men. Wow. Uh, and then to stand up there and to be able to look out as far south as the eye could see. In fact, Chris was able to point out a little island just off in the distance south, uh, the only island between Tasmania and Antarctica. Pedro Branca, or as the locals call it, Pedro Blanco, mm. which is interesting. It's about 40 kilometres off the coast and is famous for the massive big break surf waves that attracts pro surfers. The footage that we were able to capture because the weather was so perfect and even Chris said there's maybe a half a dozen days a year that it looks in this condition. Wow. Spectacular. But he also mentioned that, you know, for all its ruggedness, when the weather's not good, it's as equally spectacular. Oh, that location, the cliff faces, it was rugged. It was epic. It was spectacular, like nothing we have ever seen before. And again and again, like we've said that just about everything here in Tasmania. It is so unique as far as naturally diverse and beautiful and epic and nature at its absolute finest. I it feel, was spectacular up there. I feel like it's even got a, a Jurassic kind of feel yes, about it. You yes, know, it or does. A, a time before mankind. Hasn't it? End of the world kind of stuff. It's, it does. Yeah. It's the whole Gondwana land yeah. concept yeah. still here. Yeah, that's it. And oh, look, we have said it before. If you are a nature enthusiast, if you love wildlife, if you love the beauty in the planet, then Tasmania will blow your mind because it is everywhere. Yeah. It is everywhere. Yeah. And again, another mention and shout out to Chris, my tour guide, just a passionate, another passionate person doing something that he loves, sharing his knowledge and his experience of this wonderful region. And you can find out those details online. 
by searching for Cape Bruni Lighthouse or Cape Bruni Safaris. Mm. Make sure you do it. Oh, it, look, If you even if you're not going to do the tour, visiting the lighthouse is well worth it for the spectacular views. And something I'd love to do mm. is actually stay on site. Yes. There are two cottages. One is reserved for volunteers that actually man the area, look after it, maintain it. They also do weather reports. And then there's another cottage that I'm pretty sure that you can hire or rent out through Parks and Wildlife uh, and apparently is frequented by artists, writers. Oh, we so need to do that. Would that be cool? Yes. Mm. It's like end of the world sort of stuff. I mean, to go and spend, oh, imagine going to spend a month and seeing the difference in weather and just hibernating in this rugged, epic, incredible landscape. Yeah. Maybe we should put that on our list. Done. It's on. Okay. Done. And we should mention getting over to Bruni Island is pretty straightforward. So easy. It was only about... What? It was about an hour and a bit drive from Huonville, where we were staying in the Huon Valley, to Kettering, where we catch, where we caught the ferry. Yep. No, no, I don't know, 15 minutes across, if oh, that. super quick and easy ferry ride. Yeah, and for our vehicles, uh, the caravan under tow, just on 15 metres, $85 return. What I love is that you don't have to book in. So you just rock up, you pay for your ticket, you get a return ticket. So you could be on Bruni Island for a day, you could be on Bruni Island for four weeks, you could be on Bruni Island for 12 months, your return ticket is valid. So whenever it is that you need to cross back over to the mainland, you just go and line up at the ferry and over you go. So a really neat system, I thought. And pedestrians are free. Absolutely. So if you're travelling on the ferry without a vehicle, then you just jump on board so fair to say we loved our time there the weather obviously could have a pretty big impact on your time over there Mm -hmm. i mean being you know completely mild sunny beautiful days you know if you can pick your days then then that that would be the way to do it if you are camping Mm, the weather was amazing We are definitely going to have to go back to Bruni Island at some point because there is one very famous part of Bruni that we unfortunately didn't get to experience, and that is the albino wallaby. The Bennets. Yes. Wallaby, I think it's called. We didn't see one. So definitely we have to go back to Bruni for a few more nights to snap a picture of the beautiful white wallabies found only on Bruni Island. Do you reckon it's, it, it exists or is it a marketing? <laughs> I, no, I've seen lots of photos. So they're out there. Oh, we just I saw didn't it on the internet. <laughs> it must be true. Absolutely. So, yeah, look, Bruni, fantastic and wonderful experience for the whole lot of us yes so next we're heading north yeah well we kind of are heading north to then head further southeast i suppose because we are going to make our way over to the tasman peninsula which i'm really excited about and actually one of the things that we'd had many people say to us when they knew we were going to bruni island was you must experience the pennycott's 
Wilderness Journeys Bruni Island Cruise. It is incredible. You'll see so much wildlife. These guys are like the leading wildlife and adventure tour operator here in Tasmania. And so we did lots of research and we read up on it. We knew we were going over to Tasman Peninsula and they operate off the Tasman Peninsula as well out of Port Arthur. So we thought Mm -hmm. we'll save that for the next part of our journey. And i tell you what, how awesome that we did. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, hands down the best adventure experience as a family that we have ever done. And we might save that. For next episode. Oh, yeah, because we could talk about that Wow, a, a lot longer than probably what this podcast should go for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But they, to, to give Pentecotts a, a good plug here, they have five different cruise experiences, mm-hmm. uh, four in Tassie, one on the mainland. They also have a seafood, sensational seafood experience as well. So now that we've done one, yeah. sign us up for all of them. Absolutely. That's, that's what I think. But yeah, we will we will tell you more about that next week. We'll also save uh, Richmond for next week. Oh yes, beautiful, historical, quaint. Oh, this step back in time, Richmond. It, it literally was like stepping back into eighteen hundred and five. I think was when it was established. Oh, so beautiful. Wow. We while we were there, we got to experience the old Hobart town, the miniature world that was a replica of Hobart 200 years ago. What an incredible display of art that you can get in and amongst and walk around, and we will give you all the details on that next week. Fantastic. So wherever you are, please look after yourself, look after your family, and we hope that this week is a, is a brighter week and that you are staying positive and that you can join us again next week. We'd love you to connect with us on social media and our website, all the W's dot thefeelgoodfamily.com.au. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And we do continue to release our weekly episode on YouTube, The Feel Good Family, every Sunday night, live at 6.30 p.m. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Continue to dream big, look after your family. And happy trails. Happy trails.